just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Because God will never make our eyes stacked on top of each other like a flounder, okay? While social media platforms will come and they will go and who knows what in 20 years we'll be looking at these assets on. It may not be in the cropped format, the vertical format that you see now. And you can always crop vertical. You can never crop horizontal and have a picture look good. You just can't. It's kind of like the phrase, you can drink them pretty, but you can't drink them skinny. 
This is the ZabeCast. From the mean streets of McLean, Virginia, to the Harvard of the West, UC Santa Barbara. You got 30 minutes for some honest conversation about sports, life, and more? Well, good. Buckle up, and let's go! Thursday, January 4, 2024. Thank you for downloading. Man, this week is getting away from us, isn't it? That's the wonder and also the panic of starting the week on a Tuesday. Hopefully you are getting undug out from your pile of stuff at work. Is that even a word? Undug out? I know this. I've been digging in hard. I've been sending out a lot of calls, a lot of texts to people, and I'm struck with an etiquette question. If you send out a text, like I've got a text out to my tax guy because there was a small issue with my state returns that needed to get untangled. Our last correspondence was before the holiday in which he said, I'm very sorry, I'm out of the office, I'm with family holiday, I'll get to it first thing in the new year. Okay, great. It wasn't wasn't a problem, but now nook, nook, first of the year. So I text him on Tuesday, no response. Today is Wednesday, I'm going to let today float down the river. I'll text him again on Thursday. I don't know at what point do constant texts or emails or calls benefit you if there's somebody who has to do something for you. There is also somebody else professionally that I would like to ask, not a favor for, but I would like to work with this person on a pseudo marketing agreement. And we had talked about it in general and I'm like, hot to trot. I'm like, let's go. How many times in a row do you text that guy back or gal? It's a good question. I don't know if there's any ground rules on it. Depends on how well you know the person. Depends on how urgent the situation is. But I don't know about you. Like a lot of people, maybe you're hot to trot now. First of the year, first couple of days, let's go. Let's attack it. All right, so you heard Rodgers and McAfee and the Jimmy Kimmel thing. Not going to talk about that any further. But one thing I didn't hit on was McAfee mentioning to Rodgers the or maybe it's the other way around, Rodgers to McAfee, that there, there is a conspiracy theory about the NFL being scripted, and they already know who the winners of the games are going to be in the playoffs, and thus they know the Super Bowl participants already. The script has been written. They've got the plan. It's just now they just have to let it unfold with the help of the referees, like, you know, Brad Allen. The last two Super Bowls have had logos which have included colors that, interestingly enough, can be seen to highlight the primary colors of the two teams in the game. And this year, the favorites to make it to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas, the Niners and the Ravens, well, wouldn't you know what the colors of the logo are? Red and Purple. Really? Now look, there's a couple caveats to this. One is that they had the Bengals in year one of this new colorized logo era. By the way, thank God the NFL is at least now loosening their grip on what used to be one of the most beautiful individual logos every year. The Super Bowl logo, which was always different, reflected the city, was a true one-off. Then some pinhead in marketing for the NFL said, why don't you standardize it? You know, make them a silver logo with the Roman numerals and the trophy in the middle. 
And they did that for a couple of years. Then they started adding a little silhouette of the stadium. And then somebody goes, this is really getting boring and dull. How about some color? Probably also noticed that their merchandise sales were going down. So they started colorizing this otherwise generic logo with the Super Bowl Roman numeral numbers and the trophy. Well, that started with the Bengals and the Rams. What's the colorways inside the LVI of that logo? Red turning to orange, turning to yellow. And they put the Bengals logo with its prominent orange and an arrow to where it's definitely orange on the logo. Same thing for the Rams and their yellow and say, well, there's one. The following year in Arizona, last year, Arizona versus Kansas City, or excuse me, Kansas City versus Philly. It is a sort of teal and greenish desert sky with a slightly purple and red rock formation to signify the desert. And I can say, having been to the desert in the uh, winter, these colors are accurate. It's spectacular. Well, the Chiefs were the red, and they've got an arrow pointing to that. And the Eagles being green, they stretch to find the smallest, darkest sliver of green slash teal slash turquoise and go, aha, right there. It's a bit of a reach, but I'll accept it. This year, Vegas, the colors are purple and a splash of red. That's right, purple. Interesting. Because there's only one, well, there's two teams that have purple. That's the Vikes and the and the uh, Ravens. And the Niners, of course, being red. Of course, there's red in everything, it seems like, for the most part. Although, I, as I thought about this, thinking, well, okay, red, yellow, it's kind of every, everyone has a little something that you could say, well, look, this color's in there. I, I looked at the matchups and I said, well, if you just flipped them around, they wouldn't work. There'd be no green in the first one the Eagles made. And there is certainly no yellow in the second one or the third. Of course, I'm not saying I think the NFL is scripted because they're not smart enough to script it. You can't script it. It's too complicated. There's too many moving parts to it. It would be dumb to do so. Could they have their finger on the scale? Sure, for certain teams. We know a league that I think indisputably did that, but I can't prove it in a court of law. The NFL, if they've got their finger on the scale or thumb on the scale, it would be maybe to benefit a marquee team like, say, the Cowboys, or to just put their thumb on the scale to make the games more interesting, to make them closer. So anyway, it's a fun thing. We'll see what happens. I'm just glad the logos are starting to lighten up just a bit. Not only is it colorized, but I can tell there is a 3D curved effect in the the LVIII of this year's logo. So keep it up, NFL. You're coming back to graphic glory. Dateline women's college basketball. I don't know how you can fix this, but these annihilation scores are pretty bad. I mean, they're they're against everything you know should be about sports. Grambling State beat the College of Biblical Studies 159 to 18. So in other words, if you had College of BS, Biblical Studies, plus 141, you pushed. (laughs) Thanks for playing. 
Don't know if they pressed the whole game. Don't know if they stopped shooting threes. But Grambling State said, well, this is what we do. Buckle up for the ride. Speaking of basketball, how big is the ideal college basketball venue? At Baylor, they've got a new basketball stadium that only seats 7,500. Wow. And it's a beaut, Clark. It's almost like Cameron Indoor, which I think the size of that is 9,300 and change. Actually, we looked it up this morning on the morning show. I said it was about 9,000. The great Jeff Levering, who's been in many, many more buildings than I have, said, no, I don't think it's even that big. And I was right. (laughs) Got one over on him. $22 million later, Baylor does have the scratch, oh, by the way. And the program, not what it was a couple years ago, but still, I like it. Looks cozy, looks awesome, looks like a great time to watch a college game. Stat talk. So I've got a couple here from the NFL as we close in on the final week of the season. First and foremost is that Baker Mayfield could be playing a $3 million game due to bonuses. For snaps, games played, wins, making the playoffs. If they could just win the Buccaneers this weekend, Baker Mayfield's going to sweep up another $3 million on top of what what was already a pretty bargain basement deal for a QB1 who will end up playing 18, or excuse me, 17 of 17. Also, most field goals in an NFL season without a miss. Mike Vanderjagt had 37 for the Colts in 2003. And I think that was the year he missed the one badly in the postseason that led to the liquored up kicker comments. Gary Anderson had 35 for the Vikings in 98. I'm sorry, Church, but we talked about this. The one he missed after not missing all year was the one they needed the most to go to the Super Bowl. And currently sitting at 35 with one game left, Brandon Aubrey. Now, Brandon Aubrey is a hell of a story, and I've talked about him before, but not only does he have 35 for 35, the attempts from 50 yards plus are crazy. The year Vanderjack went 37 for 37, he only had one from 50 plus. Anderson only had two. Aubrey has nine. (laughs) And he was toiling away in the XFL or the USFL, which is now merged, by the way, uh, and former soccer player. Incredible. Jordan Love, we know, has already set the Bears single season franchise record for passing yards and touchdowns, even though he doesn't play for the Bears, but he has eclipsed 102 years of quarterbacking by the Chicago Bears and their quarterback futility in his first season as a starter. Not only that, but here's a factoid. If Love throws two more touchdowns Sunday, his 32 touchdown passes would set four more franchise records. The Bears, the Browns, the Jets, and the Commanders. It would be the 13th time a Packers quarterback would have done it in the last 30 years alone. Incredible. You can always reach me via email at zabe at yahoo.com. So I got this email. You can always reach out to me at zabe at yahoo.com. Explanation, please. Oh, boy. Scott Smith writes to say, Zabe, long-time listener, basically have not missed you on Bob and Brian, then on your podcast, then the 97.3 The Game Switch. I feel your best work is the podcast. I could listen to you alone, read the phone book for an hour a day, and would be more entertained than listening to you drag along the boat anchors you've been saddled with on The Daily Show. Oh, boy. 
But I listen because you are fun and look at sports through a similar lens that I feel I do. That said, why do you guys make changes as though the listeners wouldn't notice? First, the Butch versus Coon tryout, question mark. Occam's razor seems to apply here. By the way, you can look that up. It means the most simple answer is often the correct one. Which is Butch and Coon struggled to gain ratings, which probably led to finger pointing and thus the tryout with you to see who was worse, ultimately making the worst of the two your problem to see if you could coach up or make into a reasonable radio talent. No explanation was given. Therefore, we assume the answer wasn't nice to say out loud to not make the guy feel worse. Fine. We moved on as listeners, at least some did. A few let you guys know their feelings about Butchie every day on the text line. Now we've got the complete non-recognition of getting rid of five wide, as though we wouldn't notice. It's baffling. Unless I missed it. If so, I apologize. No, we did not mention it on the air. And on purpose. But I'll explain If not, please do not treat us listeners as complete dum-dums. A simple, hey, it was a waste of time. Nobody cared to listen after Zabe. Therefore, Zabe got tired of working an extra 20 minutes for free or whatever the answer is. We tune in and support you guys, but it feels like as a whole we are taken for granted. Anyway, thanks for your time. Sincerely, Scott Smith. Scott, you're not wrong. I understand the frustration. I'm going to tell you our side of the story, tell you my side of the story about all this, okay? Number one, the Butch-Coon split up and the lineup rearrangement has many layers to it and many elements and many uh, desired outcomes and goals. And it it had many different opinions as to who should go, go where and why and how. And they, those layers emanate from the talent level at the bottom to the program director level at the next step, up to the market manager level, up to outside sports radio consultants in the iHeart ecosystem. And then ultimately, some of the bean counters with, you know, looking at the, uh, you know, the, the, the salary cap, we're like, mm, eh, nah, I don't know, you know, we want to balance this, that, whatever. You also have ex-athletes together in Kuhn and Butch, and that's not typical. It's always typical to have one athlete with a, you know, lifer, a radio guy. So it was an unusual setup that had been kind of born out of the developmental stage of the station. And there was compelling reasons on multiple levels, not just with that show and that time slot, but also with my show. And with the way it had evolved and the people that had come and go, starting with producer Shay, adding in Gitter, Gitter leaving, then just me and Josh, a brief interlude with Billy as part of the show. Billy being on Heller's show, there's, you know, there, there was a lot of things to it. And honestly, none of it was really catastrophically, oh my God, like Butchie and Coon hated each other. It wasn't that. And the show wasn't terrible. And the show performed reasonably well. But there was just sort of an imbalance in the way our talent currently under contract was spread throughout the show and the different needs of my show, their show, and the product as a whole. So the change was made and not everyone was happy with it. And there was other iterations and other proposals made about, hey, instead of this, how about we do that? And at one point, 
uh, one of the uh, participants, I guess you could call them, or one of the interested parties said to me, well, why don't you throw in on this? Why don't you really put your foot down and say, I demand this. You've got the juice to do it. You know you're the most important guy here. And I said, I'm not going to do that. I said, I will offer my opinion, which I did. I said, this would be, I think, the strongest outcome. And I said, beyond offering this is the strongest combination of assets on the station, I said, if you can't do that, I would also do this. If you can't do this, I would also consider that. I gave them options. I said, but this is my recommendation. I didn't go any further beyond that. I just said, here, this is what I would do. Why don't you push for it, though? Ah, because here's why. I have been in situations in my long trudge through this wonderful industry called radio in which I have done that. I have insisted on things. And it is both a perilous thing because sometimes you don't have the juice that you think you have. Or you may have the juice with your immediate supervisors, but once that goes beyond them to corporate perhaps or out of market, someone might go, what the fuck does this Zagabin guy think he is? And then next thing you know, oh, they got an agenda to get somebody else. So you got to be very wary of the fact that the more you put your foot down, it can be a risky endeavor. The other part of it was this. Any changes have only a 50-50 chance of working out. (laughs) It'll either make the show better or it'll increase ratings or it will not work. And it will make the show ratings worse. I can say without any equivocation that the show ratings are way better. For whether you like it or not, they are. And we're very happy about that. And I enjoy doing the show with Butchie and Josh. What was the first choice, second choice, other people that I might have said, we ought to have this guy involved in the show or go out and get that guy? No, I'm not going to disclose that here because all of that is in-house stuff. And again, there's multiple angles. What I want versus what the station wants versus what Kuhn and or Brian Butch wants. So it's a big stew of stuff. Now, the tryouts, eh. I mean, it was, a, it was like a day or two to say, all right, how does it sound if we're going to be mixed together? That is not an indicator of whether or not something's going to work. Hell, we're, not, we're only six months into, if that, this change, which happened in August, August, September, October, November, December. Yeah, we're into month six, not even. It's going to take further time to really evaluate what do we got, where is it going, is it working, is it not working, etc. But I like it. I enjoy the show, the way it flows now, it's getting better every day, at least personally. But for those of you like Scott, who are just huge fans of mine, who want the phone book read to them, and I appreciate that, but I'm not going to read no phone books. Any other side characters are going to be treated with the highest of skepticism. And every shot they take, every rebound they grab, every minute they get of run at times will be viewed as, really? Why him? So I get it. I get it. It's a double-edged sword on that. I appreciate you guys being fans. Now, as far as the non-recognition of getting rid of five wide, we could have said, hey, we're going to get rid of five wide. Here's, Here's the reasoning. 
and we would have done that once because we're not going to do it every day. And listeners who were listening that day would have heard it, probably, maybe, and you would have known the over-the-air explanation. I'll give you the explanation very simply, and that is this. We started Five Wide many years ago when we wanted to kind of stitch our shows together and present a more unified station product. And it was intended as just a five-minute handoff, but because we had fun doing it, it became 10 minutes, became 15, sometimes 20. And while I enjoyed doing it, it was sort of a wild shooting gallery of too many voices at times and too chaotic. I did like talking to those guys. I'll talk to anybody when it comes to sports radio, especially guys that know their stuff, that are funny, that can throw a punch, take a punch. I love it. So I did like the segment. And it wasn't a case of me going, I'm not doing any more of this. I'm putting my foot down. I'm not working any harder. It wasn't work. None of this is work. <laughs> not real work. So it, it, it was not an issue from that standpoint. It was simply an issue of, hey, guys, I don't feel like I should be calling the plays, the very important scripted first 15 plays, as they say in the NFL, of your three-hour show, which goes quickly. I'm like... You guys, Kuhn and Billy, need to come out firing with what you want to talk about, the way you want to talk about, in the sequence you want to talk about it, right from the jump at 9 o'clock. And Kuhn agreed, and Billy agreed, and, and we looked at it as a station that said, this, at this point, it, it's fine. They can stand on their own. They didn't need us to take up 20 minutes of their show. Now, they didn't object to it. They weren't screaming like, oh, end this thing already. But when we talked about it, it just made sense. So that's the real story between uh, behind five wide no longer being a case. And, uh, you know, we did not post a sign that says uh, uh, the five wide is now closed. It was fun while it lasted. It's over because we want Kuhn and Billy to have the first top of their hour. Bang, bang, come out, come out firing. You know, they, they are going against an established product on the sports radio landscape in the market. And so therefore, you know, they they needed to set their own course. And then, it, let's say they have some bad ratings, I don't have to take responsibility for it because, well, the stuff you were talking about on Five Wide it sucked. Stupid. See, I'm the one calling their plays. They should call their plays. So there it is right there, and there's your explanation. And that is why, Scott, it pays to be a listener of the Zabecast. You can get an 11-minute behind-the-scenes explanation of sometimes how the sausage is made. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the nine circles of David Tepper hell that my friend and former colleague Mark Yarborough in Charlotte is living through right now on the radio. This is the Zabecast. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone you learn by matching audio, from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. A-G. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come latelys. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money, but if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Yo. Yarbs, you dirty dog. How you doing? What is up, my friend? How, How are you buddy? doing, brother? Give me your new station and time of show, name of show. Yeah. We Yarbs are, and the Chimp, is it Yarbs <laughs> and Dirty Yarbs Larry, and Yarbs, Yarbs and, and Friends, friends right? <laughs> yes, no, it's uh, uh, 7.30 the game, uh, in, afternoon. In yeah, Charlotte? The, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the Afternoon Rush, the name of the show. 
Okay. So and afternoon, it's me, yeah, you. Yeah, it's me, Bobby and Molly. So Bobby and Molly. Who are Bobby and Molly? Bobby Rosinski, Bill's son. Bobby. Oh, get out of here. Very nice. Yeah. And, and then Molly. Molly Cotton. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say Molly Sims by any chance? No, no. We didn't go Vegas. Just uh, Molly Kiram by any chance? No, did not. Nobody <laughs> smell any shoes. <laughs> Right. smelling around here, Zabe. All right, rolling intro there. Yarbs and I worked together at WFNZ back in the day. Glorious, what, two-and-a-half-year run, maybe? Yes. It wasn't very long, but I loved every minute of it. Back circa 1997 through 99. Does that sound about no, right? Yeah, no, yeah, it does. I uh, don't recall anybody throwing any drinks at anybody during that span, <laughs> so it was all good. Well, it's funny because, so obviously, you guys are just killing it on the Tepper front, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I, when, when I saw it, you know, Sunday after the game, I just said, well, oh, there's, there's easy radio, man. And, you know, free radio is good radio, Zabe. So I hear uh, you. We, we were all ready for I, And I, I say this all the time. You probably have the same belief. If you're going to suck, and God knows this team sucks, at least be entertaining. And they haven't always been entertaining, but Zabe, that sure as hell was entertaining on Sunday. It really was. And I would say as a whole, uh, the Carolina Panthers, through their entire iteration, going back to the Richardson days, and from the early days, has outpunched its market size for mayhem entertainment nonsense <laughs> yes and you even went to a super bowl but didn't yes win yeah couple Co- right couple yeah. two yeah. super bowls i completely yes. forgot the two of them but anyway um so yarbs and i share a bond that goes deep on multiple levels one mark grew up a redskin fan because it back in the day that was the team of the carolinas right Absolutely correct. I have not my dad, even my dad grew up a fan. Right, well, everybody grew up. If you lived here, you were either a Redskins fan, a Cowboys fan, or a Steelers fan, just because you know those were the. But yeah, you grew up here. You only got was every Sunday one o'clock Redskins. There, there were were no Dirty Bird fans. No no Falcon fans. No, I <clears throat> Zabe growing up as a kid, I don't. I didn't know one Falcon fan. Not one. My, my <laughs> well, buddies stunk were in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, they did. You, sorry, Steve Barkowski, love you, but yeah, you stunk. Right. Uh, all my buddies were Redskins fans, Cowboys fans, Steeler fans, Dolphins fans, because those were the, you know, obviously the the other three were national brands, and then you had the Redskins because that's what we got here on Sundays. Sure, sure. So, so Mark and I instantly bonded uh, when I came to WFNZ back in late '96, early 1997. I have not asked you yet if you are still a Commander fan. I, I'm not, Zabe. I you're out. I, I, weed, I weed myself off probably three years ago. I I, I walked away for good. Did you make a I, big? I, did you make a big exit, or was it the Irish exit where it's like, what happened to Yarbrough? Is he still here? <laughs> no, I don't even know if I made an announcement or anything. I just kind of was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm, I'm done with Daniel Snyder. Uh, I, I, just, I can't do it anymore. I, I could not do it anymore. I had suffered enough, and I said, I'm going to seek help. If you're not going to help me, I'm going to help myself. So I, I walked away. Where did you flee to? Because I don't, I, Well, look, my wife is a, as you know, Zay, my wife is the 
diehardest of diehard Packer fans. She's a Wisconsin she girl. Yeah, she's a Wisconsin girl. How did a Badgers, Carolina how did, a, how did a Carolina boy like you find and land such a lovely Wisconsin girl? I, I don't know. Just out kicking my meet coverage, her? no doubt. Where'd you meet her? Well, when I was at another radio station, she was a fan of the station, and you know, she listened to the show I was on, and we became friends, and then. But not you know, FNZ. We, yes, yes. It was yes, FNZ. Yes, absolutely. Oh shit! So yeah, she. Yeah. When did you start dating her? Where was that? When you were there? Uh yeah. We started. We so we got married in two thousand six. So we started dating in two thousand late 2003 okay i was so i was gone by that yeah, point, you're gone. but yeah, she was still there listening okay great yeah, so yeah. you go all right so so are you a packer fan now well look Zabe, you know <laughs> my life is a hell of a lot easier when the packers and badgers win oh, so she's a feisty one for sure last night was was good badgers won in basketball that was all good packers obviously looked great sunday night beating the vikings so it's it's been a nice start to 24 but that's subject but to what change are, if they if they blow this Sunday. No. But what are you? I want to know what you are. I really I, I I you know I guess I root for the Packers because again it makes my life easier when they win. But why wouldn't I, you I really be a don't, Why wouldn't you be a Panther fan even uh, though right now I, you're no, in hell? I just because I left one hell. <laughs> I just know. Want to return to hell? Just go from hell to hell? Well, you know, I there's do that. So <laughs> right. So the, I was thinking I mean, there, about there's was, hells. There's hells, and then there's this hells, Zabe. I mean, right. What is the? Uh, is it Dante's levels of hell? Yes, exactly. Well, this is right up there. So I'm uh, a free agent, man. I really don't have a team that I particularly root for. And I will say this: my Sundays. My Thursdays, some Saturdays, my Mondays, I've gotten a lot easier since I don't have a team to well, live sure. and die by. Sure. They, I mean, but look, I, I, yeah. and look, when Josh Harris bought the Commanders, I'm like, all right, give me a reason to come back. They have not given me a reason this year to come back, Zabe. So right now I'm no. still, I'm still, to, you know, to see log, what log on Monday morning and you'll see that Ron Rivera has been relieved of his duties, yeah, as has Eric yeah. Bieniemy, as have uh, the uh, the two, uh, whatchamacallits, the, the Martys, Martin Mayhew, Marty Herney, who is the GM down there in Carolina. Yeah. They're blowing out yeah. the whole kit and caboodle, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, by the yeah. way, for the record, uh, Mark, uh, the, cir- the Dante's Nine Circles of Hell. You ready? A visitor, yeah, a visitor's guide to Dante's nine <laughs> circles of hell. First circle, limbo. Second circle, lust. Third circle, gluttony. Fourth circle, greed. Fifth circle, anger. Sixth circle, heresy. Seventh circle, violence. Eighth circle, fraud. And ninth circle, treachery. <laughs> I think I would have... Gluttony was probably the one if I went from... Rooting for the Redskins to rooting to the Panthers. Glutton for, for Panthers, punishment. That would have been, yeah, glut, right. yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's where that would have been. Yeah, I don't know where Tepper is on that, but hold that thought for a second. So the other bond Mark and I have not only enjoyed working with each other but being Redskin fans was he was the other guy under the grocery bag at the Panther game <laughs> that got on ESPN a viral clip in which I take my bag off briefly so you can see that it's me you're the other bag. Yeah. Yeah. I've been called bag a lot, but uh 
What a night that <laughs> was. Case. And you know, oh. and that was during the relatively stable, insane, frustrating years of the Panthers, in which they were 0 and 7. And I believe the Redskins were 0 and 7. And it was the bag yeah. bowl. And we went up yeah. there as as with the station with our uh our our uh our uh our wrapped RV and GM Mike <laughs> <Yes>. Kellogg. <laughs> Boy, the stories that thing can tell. <laughs> None of which probably oh are legal. God damn, oh, we had so much fun, Yarbs. We had so our station GM, uh, ex-con, by the way, but that's okay, no big deal. He fired me. Fuck him. Um, he uh, <laughs> he 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 was able to negotiate a deal with an RV uh, dealership and got the station an RV, which was then wrapped in our colors and logo, and we used it as host to go on little mini road trips to the Carolinas, up to Durham for basketball games down south to Clemson for football games. Oh yeah. Mark Packer used it and we would have listener come alongs and they would join us in the RV. It was fucking great. Oh, it was terrific. My life almost ended on highway 74 in Shelby (laughs) with Mark, with Packer driving that damn thing to Knoxville. I thought we were dead. I I did. We we went down a hill's aid. Packer must have been going 80 miles an hour. And I and I, I said, this is it. This is where it is. This is it. It, was a good run. it was a good run, but it's going to end right here in Shelby. We didn't even make it to Bridges Barbecue. Uh, I was going <laughs> to die before we even got to Bridges Barbecue. Oh, my God. Anyway, so we were at that game, and we got on the ESPN. The great Mike Patrick shouting us out. And, of course, Mike Patrick had to be like, you know, you hate to see fans do this. <laughs> you know, the Jerry Richardson yeah, really know. cares about this team and everything. Uh, we, would you or would the fans of the Panthers trade Tepper for Richardson in all of Richardson's faults tomorrow? If you absolutely, could. absolutely, and God rest his soul. But yeah, and Zay, but Jerry Richardson played in the NFL. Yeah, he had the respect of guys in the NFL. Hell, you know this. He had that logo. He had the shield at at, the, at midfield for right. years. That that logo, that shield stayed there. So absolutely, in a heartbeat, I think fans would would trade to have the trade uh, the you know the the ownership traits not you know obviously not the stuff that you got never Jerry know Richard in trouble right we didn't know would, yeah. we didn't know it was the good old days no. even when it you, felt bad back absolutely. in the old, old days and you know the shield was there I, I remember the ESPN piece i think it was Don Van Atta where the lockout and Richardson said to Peyton Manning and the players we're taking our fucking league back in yeah. a meeting, and it was like, okay, you know, old school, yeah. that's who he was. Um, yep. And and you had a natural grass field. Now you got that fucking fake field, which yeah. is stupid and, and, and unnecessary. And Zay, because you were a partial owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers does not make you a, a freaking uh, – no, I'm talking about oh. David Tepper. You oh. were you know, part owner of the – partial owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, very minority – owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, that does not make you an expert on the National Football League. And that's part of the problem here uh, with this clown. So I hear the I hear the fake field is because of the soccer team. Yeah, but here's the thing. When Chelsea came in here for a friendly, uh, what, a year or two ago, they demanded, you know, we're not coming unless grass is no, put in. No, these top-level so soccer guys don't play on fake stuff, so they had yeah, to put so in a real field. Yeah, so they had to go out and get grass, but he won't do it for his own football team. His, 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 you know, his NFL team, he won't go get grass back in. But for a visiting soccer team, absolutely. Oh, oh, and, and the best thing, Zabin, is is he claims, he swears by this, that he brought music to Charlotte. He brought <laughs> concerts to Charlotte. To Charlotte? Hey, hey, to the whole hey, market? Dave, 
Yeah. Hey, Dave, I've got I've got news for you. I've got ticket stubs <laughs> of concerts that I went to before you got here, pal. So get off of that crap. You That's did not bring music to Charlotte. Crazy. So he's clearly off the rails now. I wonder if is there any mediating voice in his circle, a son, an associate, a partner, a, a wife who can go, you got to slow down here. What the fuck? Yeah, Steve, that's part of the problem. He has nobody that can tell him that. And the people apparently that have tried to do that, they're no longer there. They're gone. There's a tr- yeah, they're gone. There is a track record of people who have worked in the, the you know the organization for a long time and they were pretty damn good at their job that left because they just could not deal with this guy. And anybody that's tried to maybe step forward and say, you know, you really might want to try to go this direction and say, no, they're gone. He, he, he won't have anything to do with it. And that was a report. Uh, Diana Rossini had a report well, a week or two ago about, you know, he's starting to take ownership of his issues. Was that taking ownership Sunday, throwing a damn drink at somebody? <laughs> Hell no, it wasn't. He didn't like a fan getting after him, huh? Because yeah. they completely stunk. Almost beat the Packers, though, which is a whole separate uh, thing to talk about. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. I'm, for, I'm one not game, for one game, for one game, Joe Barry's defense made Bryce Young look serviceable. Yeah, I'm not even allowed to say the words Joe and Barry in our house, <laughs> uh, despite what happened Sunday night. But so, I'm still not allowed to say So them. it doesn't look like there's any relief in sight from the tyrant Tepper until he – I guess, exhausts himself from shitty decisions and learns to figure out something new. I don't think the owners, Yarbs, are in the business of removing their own guys. They just aren't. No, and Zabe, I bring this example up a lot. I'm a huge Braves fan. Ted Turner owned the Braves, obviously, for a long, long time. And he was very David Tepperish-like about the way he went about business. When did things change for the Atlanta Braves? They changed when somebody finally got to Ted Turner or he finally had a coming to Jesus moment and said, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm going to go hire some people that do. He went and got John Sherholtz to be his GM. He brought Bobby Cox back onto the field as the manager and the rest is history. But it wasn't until he realized that, that things changed. And until David Tepper realizes that he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, this is going to continue. It's going to be a vicious cycle. And if you're Ben Johnson or, you fill in the blank. Why the hell would you want to come here and coach under this clown? Yeah, it's a tough deal. Now, the other question is, what is the consensus amongst fans and media members as to the salvageability of teensy, tiny Bryce Young? There's, there's, there's still a lot of questions going into the offseason, Dave. And, you know, this has not all been on Bryce Young exactly, but he has not played well. Uh Case of point, Sunday. Yes, his offensive line is terrible. Yes, he has hardly any receivers other than Adam Thielen to work with. Mm-hmm. But there were there were plays to be made there Sunday. He had a few plays, and he just missed he just missed open guys, and that's been the story of the season. So they're certainly. I would say this: if they had another top pick this year, I don't know why they wouldn't go draft Caleb Williams or Drake May. I, I've seen nothing from Bryce Young that makes me think wow that that they they could you know, not do better. Now they will stick with him going into next year, obviously. Uh, but I, I think there's still a lot of questions on Bryce Young. And I, I will say this, the biggest question we all had going into the season was, could he be durable? Well, he sure as hell's done that as much as he's gotten hit. He's sure he can be durable, 
But the other parts, <laughs> uh, they're still, the, the jury is still out, no doubt. It just has to sting with C.J. Stroud being so oh. And so that's who I good. wanted, Dave. That is who I wanted from the were get-go. You, were you beating this the drum the... on air about yes, that? Do you yeah, have the yes, receipts? Yes. Oh, nice. Absolutely. This so you was, got the this radio was... receipts. You're like, I yeah, wanted this... the other guy. Yep. This is not, you know, looking back, say, hey, yeah, I, I was all, all but No, I, I, you know, Bobby, who I do the show with, we both wanted C.J. Stroud. When they made the pick, we were like, all right, I'm not crazy about it, but all right, let's see what happens. But I, I was I was Team Stroud, no doubt. So did, wasn't Tepper's explanation of the trade to move up that we were going to take Stroud, but then we didn't, or some weird convoluted excuse? Yeah, the move they were going to move up to three or whatever it was, and then he said, well, hell, if we're going to move up there, let's just go all the way to one. Right. So that they ended up going to one, and, you know, he tries – and in, in when when Reich was still here, they all tried to sell it that David Tepper did not have a huge say so in who the quarterback was. That's that's crap. Of course he did. This was a David Tepper pick. He picked Bryce Young. Frank Reich didn't want Bryce Young. It was obvious he didn't want Bryce Young. If you just go by the way that they treated him when Frank Reich was still here, they treated him with kid gloves because he didn't trust him. Right. Uh, this was a David Tepper pick, and it's blown up in his face. And that's part of, I think, what you saw on Sunday. It was just a year's worth of frustration ended up in him throwing a drink at somebody. Yeah. All right. Real quick, how, how how's the fever for Bobcat basketball in town? Oh, God. And that's the sad part, Dave. The Hornets actually had a golden opportunity to take this this town and say, you know what, we'll give you something to cheer about. And they've just not. And it's yeah. been it's been injuries. It's just been bad got, basketball. They did win got, last night, though. They yeah, did win last night. Right. You got the nickname back and the logo yep. and the colors, which is huge. Very few cities ever get that. So That's, that's the best thing Michael Jordan did. Right. Zabe. The yeah. best thing Michael Jordan did as owner was right. to bring the name back. Right. You got that's a, it. That's the list. That's a, the list. Right. A there. gleaming new uptown arena, which I've never set foot in, sadly. I was only at yep. the old place, which is on right. the outskirts of turn, uh, town. I gotta come down there for a visit and uh, check it out. Um and now you got a guy who beat up his girlfriend on the team who can't get into Canada. So you got yeah. that going for you. Yeah, it's uh it's just it never ends. It never ends. And it's yeah, again, they had a chance. <sighs> To really kind of grab the city and say, all right, we'll we'll carry the torch. And no, uh-uh. well, you know, you got a tour stop now in the Wells Fargo, and you you had a President's Cup, so that's not bad. You're gonna have a Ryder <laughs> Cup, I believe, in the future. So you yeah. got that. Still got the the beating pulse of NASCAR down there, right? Yep, I uh, will still get some some wrestling here every now and then. So you know, it's, it's, you know, it's yeah. all right. I need to come down and let's <laughs> let 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 me come down and let's get a group together to go to a WWE event. What do you yeah, say? Yeah, let's do it, man. I'd stay they, they uh, I saw uh was Aaron Jones the other week, some of the Packers were at the event up oh, in yeah. Green Bay. So yeah. yeah. Since so you I and I since you and I left, I have increased my knowledge and appreciation for wrestling. Uh, I tenfold. know, I see, man. Yeah, yeah, you know, like because working with guys like Al Galdi and with uh Solly, you know, I've I'm now much more into it, and my producer currently is a big wrestling fan, so maybe we'll both come down. We really should have come for the Packer game, but it was on New Year's Eve. It was Christmas Eve. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah you know that, that was tough. There were right. enough Packer fans there, so you were good. All right, eighties um, music. You still listen to it as much as always? <laughs> Absolutely. That's all I listen to. It's the best, the best decade of music ever. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. <laughs> all right, Mark. Good to talk to you as always, my friend. Uh, carry on, you too, buddy. and we'll check in soon. Thanks, bud. You got it. Thanks, Abe. We'll end on this.
There was a New Year's Eve photo that went viral of revelers in the long plaza, lit up, trees lit up, beautiful, long, several hundred yard plaza that fronts the Arc de Triomphe in France, in Paris. And they were counting down to the new year, as they do every year there. And they've got a big clock up on the arc itself. And when the clock strikes zero, fireworks shoot off the top of the arc in all directions. It's quite the spectacular visual. But this particular photo showed not just a bunch of people watching, thousands and thousands and thousands, tens of thousands, I'm sure. But they all had their phones up. And somebody tagged the photo as, this is truly terrifying. As if to say, these people, they need to live in the moment. What are they doing with their stupid cell phones? I think that misses the point, and here's why. Digital assets are a wonderful way to collect our lives. And they collect our lives in photos and videos in ways that were never possible before. It hurts me to know that I have so many great moments and experiences from my youth that I'll never have photographic nor videographic evidence of. And now today, you can pretty much curate your whole life with a communication device that fits in your pocket. And when these assets get spit back at you, like five years ago today, it has a twofold reward. Or maybe it's a reward and a reminder. The reward is seeing and feeling again how wonderful life has been because chances are you're taking only photos of the good times, not the bad. And the reminder is how much we all looked so much younger a mere three, five, certainly 10 years ago, which means that time has been marching on while you and I have been worrying or waiting or wanting for something in life that maybe hasn't yet come or we haven't made a move for, or you've resigned yourself that you'll never get. So yes, I say take those assets, especially spectacular visual assets, while staying in the moment. You can hold your phone up and not look at the screen and then soak in the moment and turn your head around and just hold your phone up to get that asset. You don't need to film it all either. A 10-second clip, 15-second clip, that's all you need. I say get your friends in the photos. I say take a moment to get it right. Make sure the lighting is right. Make sure to wipe your lenses so there's no smudge on them. God, that drives me crazy. Do not be embarrassed to ask somebody, could you take a picture? Everyone does it. And never, ever, ever vertical. I implore you. Not for my sake, but for your sake. Because God will never make our eyes stacked on top of each other like a flounder, okay? While social media platforms will come and they will go and who knows what in 20 years we'll be looking at these assets on. It may not be in the crop format, the vertical format that you see now. And you can always crop vertical. You can never crop horizontal and have a picture look good. You just can't. It's kind of like the phrase, you can drink them pretty, but you can't drink them skinny. A little word for the day on digital assets. 
Thank you so much for listening. Tell a friend, rate and review, please. The algorithmic gods. Thanks to Mark Yarbrough for joining us today. It was fun to connect with him. Have yourself a wonderful Thursday and tomorrow, our subscriber edition for the final week of the NFL year. You are looking live with Scott and Solly and one more run of Mr. X. Will he catch me in the picks? Tune in to find out tomorrow. Subscribe and support the Zabecast. Thanks for listening. Have a great day, and we will see you next time. Just because the NFL season is now firmly in the rearview mirror does not mean the betting season is over. Oh, no, 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 no. There is still plenty of opportunities to put a little something-something on the games. The NBA, college basketball, NHL, yes, golf. No matter what tickles your fancy, there is still plenty of action to whet your appetite. But just remember, where you bet is every bit as important, if not more so, than what you're betting on. That's why I tell my friends to go to mybookie.com. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big DraftKings fan duel, whatever. No, 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 no. Johnny come lately's. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does that matter? Oh, I don't know. In a million ways. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and have your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Now, make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus wagering. It does require certain levels of wagering to collect your money. But if you just want to bet straight up, you don't want the deposit, you want to make a one-time bet for a million dollars, win it, and then walk away, Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today.